get the mic. Honey, I got something to say. Ooh, I like that. Can you turn that up for me? No, like, it's Maja. But you know, Maj for short. <laughs> Ask Maj. What's up, what's up? It's your girl, Maj, and I am back with another episode of Ex Maj, the podcast, where I am spilling all the real tea. Now, today is super, super, super special um, for me, and if you know anything about me or my guest, you know how special this is. I got former Mr. North Carolina Agricultural and Technical State University, former Mr. HBCU. Um, this man placed fifth on the I mean, John Legend's mentor. I mean, this is a celebrity, Mr. Victor Solomon. Hello and welcome to the podcast. What's up? What's up? What's going on? Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for that wonderful introduction. I am just super, super grateful and honored to be here. Thank you for having me. Yes, yes. We are grateful. I'm grateful. My listeners are grateful. I can't wait for this, <laughs> this episode to air. Um, Victor, who are you? Tell us who you are, what you've been doing, what you've been up to, all those good things. Cool, cool. So I am Victor Solomon. I am originally from Chicago, Illinois. Um, I did grow up in Peoria, Illinois as well. Later on, went to school at the number one public HBCU in the nation, North Carolina Agricultural and Technical State University. Um, there I did a, a lot of things, um, as you mentioned, became the 14th Mr. North Carolina A&T and the 17th Mr. HBCU. Um, I'm a spring 20 initiate into the Beta Epsilon chapter of Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated. Yep. <laughs> and then also um, I was a finalist on season 20 of The Voice too. So, you know, I do a lot um, and I'm an artist and I'm just just trying to make it trying to make it out here. Yeah. Yes, I love that. And I'm so excited to jump jump into, you know, just everything that you've been doing, everything that you've been working on. Um, and, you know, like I said in the beginning, this is so special because Victor and I both went to the number one and largest uh, public uh, HBCU, North Carolina Agricultural and Technical State University, and both served um, in SGA and in, in royal positions. So I was Miss North Carolina and State University. And as he said, he was Mr. North Carolina and State University and went on to win uh, Mr. HBCU. So he has has really been, you know, putting A&T on the map, leaving his mark, um, you know, too, on, yes. on A&T. Yeah. And, you know, you've made history. Like I said, you know, you've made history at A&T, um, you know, put, put, put A&T on the map. I mean, you've really been, you know, representing. You're a finalist, you know, on, on season 20 of The Voice. Tell us how you got there. What has this experience been like for you? Tell us about everything that kind of led up to that point. Right. So um, with being on The Voice, you know, that was I mean, I've obviously I've been singing since I was six years old. And, you know, there was just it just seemed like it was the perfect opportunity at this time. I did audition back in 2019 um, at the at the beginning of the year and I flew out to New York and I didn't make it. And, um, you know, I was a little bit I was like, man, what happened? I sang the same song that I did this year, uh, uh, this time. Um, but it was just, you know, I guess it just wasn't my time. So, um Fast forward to this this season, season 20, um, just went on and I'm like, you know what? Somebody encouraged me to audition again. I was like, you know what? Why not? They actually ended up reaching out to me, um, one of the casting producers, and was like, we think you should audition for this season. You know, a lot of the content, content on your page looks good. So I think you will really do good on the show. And I was just like, 
first of all, it's just a scam because who in the world is just going to, you know, reach out to me asking me to audition for your show, you know? So I looked it up, I did my research and it ended up to be something um, legit. And I just went on with it. Um, there were some times even in the audition process where I was just like, I think I'm good. I don't want to do it anymore, but I'm glad that I kept doing it. I'm glad that um, I continue to do it. And I'm glad that God blessed me to be a finalist. So Yes. Oh, that is so awesome. Now with Mr. A&T, talk a little bit about that. Like what was that like kind of leading up to, you know, becoming Mr. A&T? Why, you know, run for Mr. A&T, all those good things. Exactly. So when I first got to A&T, I didn't even know of like Mr. or SGA, Mr. Positions, anything. Um, but I saw it and I ran for Prom King and, and uh, Prom Prince when I was in high school. So I'm like, oh, this is this is stuff that I do. Like, let me just do it. And I was doing it for the wrong reasons. I, I ran for Mr. Freshman and I ran for Mr. Sophomore. And I was just doing it because I felt like, you know, this is something that I do. I felt like it was something that put me out there, like get my face out there. Um, but, and I actually read, you know, what what is required of these positions and i'm like oh so like we're actually supposed to do work and you know do community service and actually you know assist the executive board and things like that and my mind changed and when i actually decided to run for mr a and was just like you know what um i'm not gonna run if i don't have the the substance that i need if i'm not gonna run if i don't have um the the resources that i need and by that time by the time i was a junior i was like you know what it was literally at the last minute when I was decided. I think it was like a couple of weeks before the interest meeting. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to do it. And um, I ended up becoming Mr. A&T. But at that time, I definitely had to make sure that I was in it for the right reasons, because there's a lot of, you know, um, a lot of attention that comes with being in those positions and a lot of glitz and glamour. But there's also a lot of work behind the scenes that a lot of people don't know about. And I had to make sure my heart and my mind was in the right place. So that's what led me to be it. Um, to be Mr. A&T. And, you know, I was just excited. Like you said, I was able to, I was actually on the show while I was Mr. A&T as well. So I was able to, you know, put A&T on the map and, you know, just do things that I never thought I would be able to do for my HBCU. And I got to serve in different capacities um, and, you know, go out and to elementary schools and, and, and give a platform for other students to, you know, be reading buddies and things like that for those, for those students. So it was a great experience. And I'm just, Glad to have been able to serve my university. Yes, yes. And we'll talk a little bit about, you know, what that experience was like kind of doing both, right? Like being on The Voice, yeah. filming, all those things, you know, on top of being Mr. A&T and Mr. HBCU. So real quick for my listeners, um, for those of you who are not familiar with SGA, A&T, how we do things. So SGA Student Government Association and at A&T, um, a part of Student Go uh, Government Association is our royal court. So that's what we mean by Mr. and Miss North Carolina A&T State University. And then there's Mr. and Miss uh, Senior, Freshman, Sophomore and Junior. Mm -hmm. um, and so that makes up the royal court. And so as a part of the royal court, you are responsible for community service. And then, of course, representing um, North Carolina A&T State University or whatever HBCU that you are attending. Um, so, yeah, like you said, you know, there's a bunch of work that goes on, you know, behind the scenes. So, you know, I think it's so important that you said that. Now, you know, in the beginning, I messed this up. I said John Legend's mentor. I meant mentee. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was just so excited. I was just so excited. Um, you know, now your coach on on The Voice was, was John Legend. You know, so what was that like when, you know, you're auditioning? And... 
let me also say, I forgot to mention, you know, when you were talking about, um, you know, auditioning the first time and then not making it and then coming back. I think that's such a powerful story, right? Like when we talk about, you know, divine timing. Oh my God. Um, You know, that reminded me, I don't know if you know Terrence J's story, but when he auditioned for 106 and Park. And if for y'all, for y'all that don't know, Terrence Jay is at North Carolina Anti-State University alum. Um, but Terrence Jay auditioned for 106 and Park in New York and he didn't get it. And I think the next day, Terrence Jay drove down to Atlanta, auditioned in Atlanta for the same season and they picked him up. Wow. Yeah, so yeah. So, and I remember his, his line brother, Frederick, was like, you know, encouraging him. Anyway, it, it just goes to say, you know, divine timing is real. Like when your time, when it's your time, it's your time. Absolutely. Um, can I can I touch on that a little bit? Yes, too? please, please. That was something that I thought about. Like it wouldn't have been the same. Um, I wasn't Mr. A and T the first time that I uh, auditioned for the show. Um, I wasn't an alpha. So even at that time, even when I did um, go to be on the show, you know, they came back to the school to you know film and get us doing some steps on the plot and all of the stuff I had to offer at that time. I didn't have to offer the first time. So my experience wouldn't have been the same. So like you touched on like divine timing, everything is for a purpose and for a reason and everything is always on time. So just a little, you know, advice to anybody who's listening, you know, if you tried out for something and you got to know now, maybe it's just not your time, but your time is definitely coming and you're going to appreciate the time that it took to actually get there. Yes. I saw this Instagram post and it was like, God be like, nah, bigger. And that's yeah. how I feel. Like, we think one yeah. thing and God got a whole nother plan. Like, wait wait till you see what I got cooking up. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> um, so, yes, tell me about what was that like when you were auditioning, you made it to that stage. And let me tell you, my mama is in love with you. So she, when she hear this audition, I mean, when she hear this audition, I read the voice. Um, when she hear this interview, she was like, uh, uh, give me Victor number. No, mom, you can't have, she always say that. Can you get that man number? No, man, mom, you can't have, her, have his number. Um, anyway, so uh, shout out to my mom, because she gonna be so excited when she hears this interview. Um, what was that like, you know, when you finally made it to that stage, right? To that, that national stage, and John Legend turns around for you. Like, what? Tell me about that. <laughs> Man, like, that was crazy. Like, I've always, I've been singing John Legend since I was little. And even I mentioned on the show, since I was in eighth grade, like, I did one of his talent shows where I did Ordinary People at one of my talent shows. And it was just insane because, like, to get up there, not only in, mind you, Going on, like when I first got out there for the for the month, for the first month, you know, obviously we're rehearsing the music. I'm singing Glory and everybody's like, wow, you sound really good. This, this and this. I went to rehearsal with the music producer in the, in the band and and he's like, you know, um, you sound really great. Um, I was like, thank you. He said, John doesn't usually turn around for people singing his songs, but he's going to turn around for you. And I was just like, oh, man, like that means a lot because like. And he mentioned that on a show on during my audition as well. He never turned around for anybody singing the song. So like that was that was incredible for me to be the first one. And then for him to actually turn and then the time that he turned, it didn't take him a long time to turn either. <laughs> so like all of that was just it was a lot to take in at once. And then him just being my coach and my mentor on the show was like was the dream come true. Like to work with him, to receive knowledge from him. It was incredible. He's a cool guy. Still keep in touch with him. Shout out to you, John. I appreciate you for the open contact, but yeah, he's great. He's great. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Victor, why did you ultimately choose him? 
So I chose him because a lot of, you know, a lot of like a lot of people used to compare me to him as when I was younger. And I've always, first of all, like he's he's in the lane that I wanted, well, that I would desire to be in or closest um, on the show. You know, uh, Blake is country and then Nick was pop and then Kelly, she's more pop as well, too. But I'm more of an R&B and soul type of guy. So I wanted to dominate on that team. I wanted to dominate um, with him, but not even just because of that genre, but also because of, you know, John Legend is somebody who I've been listening to, somebody who I've been studying since I was young. And it was a dream, it was a dream come true. So that's, yeah. that's really why I ended up choosing him. It was, yeah. it was obvious. Everybody knew I was going to choose him. Yeah. <laughs> You know, my mama loved John Legend. That's probably why she loved you too. <laughs> now, now, what was it like, you know, just like working with him? Any any advice that you're like, you know, you live by that has been, you know, has carried you through this this journey, I guess? The biggest advice that I've gotten from John is not even something that he said to me. It was basically his, his coaching style. And what I want to say with what I mean by that is John gave me a lot of room to be who I am as an artist. And when it came to singing a lot of different songs and singing stuff, even I, even when I told him I wasn't comfortable with like certain stuff and things like, like that, I'm like, like, I, like what, what should I do? He really like made me believe, like maybe believe in myself. Like, oh, you got this. Like you're, I'm, I'm, I love what you did with the, I love what you did with the version. I love how you made it your own. And, and that was like the biggest thing that I learned. Like I can really trust myself as an artist because you know, John Legend, he didn't, he, some stuff he said, you know, like, um, and this was on the show as well, you know, the the stage presence and things like that. But when we got further into the competition, it was really, he just really let me be who I was and be true to who I am as an artist. And that was one thing I appreciate the most about that experience. So. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. So now I was tuned in, I was tuned <laughs> in and one of your, my favorite performances of yours was, was when you did Freedom. Y'all know I'm yeah. a Beyonce fan. <laughs> let me tell y'all, if y'all did not watch season 20 of The Voice, please go and watch it because that Victor, yeah. I mean, when you did that freedom, I was floored. I mean, me and my mom was watching it on FaceTime together. I mean, done. done. And I am a huge fan of Beyonce. And I think it was, it was, okay, yes. And that's why we connect. Um, <laughs> a huge fan of Beyonce. And I think it was, um, I guess, special for me, or I could connect to it, one, because of the time and space that we are, we were in and still are in. Yep. Um, and secondly, seeing a man perform Freedom was totally different. And baby, you had the whole choreography, okay? <laughs> like, we... <laughs> male version all the way. Had to. I mean, had to. Oh, my. I mean, the, the honey, let me, put me on the voice. I didn't be a judge because... <laughs> Stage presence, I mean, vocals, I mean, like you, like I felt it. Like I, and I, that's my song, honey. That is my yeah. song. Now, what, what made you pick Freedom for your, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, that was your last performance, right? That was my last performance for the competition. I ended okay. up, yeah, we did do um something with the coaches, um the final episode. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. But so actually, I didn't even pick Freedom, which was crazy. And, and let me say, that ain't no easy song to sing. It's not. It's not an easy song to sing. It's not an easy. Nothing by Beyonce is easy to sing or perform. First of all, let me, let's, 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 let's put that out there. So this is how it went. When I found out that I was, when they announced that I was moving on to be the finalist for Team Legend, 
after the cameras had cut, like after the show had actually ended, you know, we stayed up on stage a little bit, you know, just to mingle with the coaches and things like that. And he came, we took our picture and we took our finalist picture. And he was like, um, have you heard? Because I was trying to sing something else. And I mean, it was something that has been done before. So I'm glad that I ended up singing Freedom. And he was like, we didn't get that song approved, but we got Freedom. Now, when he first said Freedom, I knew that we were going to be singing Someday Will I Be Free for our for our duet at the end. So I thought that's what he was talking about. But then when he said Freedom by Beyonce, I said, <laughs> I said, wait, 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 wait. Are you serious? He was like, he was like, yes, you know, um, I um she approved. I like something like I asked her personally or something. He asked Beyonce personally um if we could do it and and she ended up approving of it. I was just like, wait, no way. Like, no way I'm about to perform this. Put me on three way. Right, right, exactly. Like, no way I'm about to perform this song on national television. And I immediately went into creative mode. I immediately went into the the dancing, the choreography, the the, the stage presence, the, the effects, the production. I went into that mode like, this has to be the, if not, like the best performance ever on the show. And, and was thank okay. You. <laughs> thank you. So that was just it was it was it was insane. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe what, it. And and what was that like performing that? Like what? It what was, was going through your mind. <laughs> so so when so we did my first time in rehearsal when I was learning the choreography with the dancers at the studio. I was like, this is actually like tough. Like it's hard, like this is hard to do. And when I was practicing a song on my own, I was like, Lord, have mercy. I didn't got this song. I didn't got the song, like the, the best song you could possibly get. And I'm like, what am I about to do with it? So at first I was originally supposed to sing two verses. I was supposed to sing the first verse and sing the second verse, which she does in the song. And I'm like, man, I got to do something different. I really like Kendrick Lamar. So let me like, let me do the rap part too. And when I did it, I was like, okay, it's not where I wanted to be but I have time to make it better. And I had to only do that in a week. We only got a week between Monday and Monday. So um, I did that and I was just like, this isn't gonna be easy. So I had to I had to practice, I had to practice, I had to practice. Even the day before of dress, I think the the, the rehearsal before, or the, the, the last rehearsal before the day of the performance, I was like forgetting the words and I was just like, oh my God, like, what am I going to do? Like, I got it. Like I had to drill it. I had to practice. I had to practice. I had to practice. And it ended up just, just all working out. And I was just like, I cannot believe that this really just happened. And after it, like, I couldn't, I couldn't stop hearing the best of it. Like John deemed me. He was like, everybody is contacting me about your performance. Kelly Clarkson, she saw me in a hallway. She was like, I just couldn't believe it. That was one of my favorite performances. And I, it, it just kept coming. So performing that song was hard, but it, you had to put in the work for it to actually be, to actually execute. And all props to Beyonce and <laughs> everything that she does, because that it wasn't easy. <laughs> I think I speak for her when I say, Johnny, you did that, okay? Uh, thank you, thank you, thank you. you. And, oh my God, you, I might have to go watch that again. I, I, <laughs> when I say I pulled that thing up on YouTube and watched that, I mean, over and over, you did. So, oh my God, it was amazing, 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 amazing. 
Um, okay, so transitioning a little bit, right? Like going back to, you know, your role as Mr. A&T, mm-hmm. you know, and Mr. HBCU mm-hmm. and, you know, being on The Voice. Like, So let me ask you this. Where did you all film The Voice? We filmed in Los Angeles. In okay. So yeah. now what was that like? Honey, Greensboro in Los Angeles is... <laughs> honey, that's two different countries, okay? Right. It's on the opposite I mean, side of the country. <laughs> two different time zones. Uh-huh. How did you balance... Filming, I mean, being Mr. A&T, Mr. HBCU, honey, preparing to be Beyonce, the male version of Beyonce. Like, how did you, what was that like? <laughs> it was, now, I will say this, and I have to give some, I have to give some background. Um, um, I have to, I have to track back, uh, backtrack a little bit. Um, we first won, Miss when we, when I first was announced Mr. A&T, there was a lot of, um, that's when COVID had came. Mm. Like, COVID was heavy they sent us home and i'm like there's no way like i i finally get in this position and it's watered down like i don't get anything that i that i wanted to do you know um so when i got on the show i was like this is this is this is what it is like i'm mr ant but this is the best time for me to be mr ant and be on the show at the same time because i still get to do my duties as Mr. Ant because everything was virtual. Mm-hmm. I still had to do my homework. And then they made a way for us to actually film in LA. So everything just fell in place. Yeah. And that's one of the things that I that God told me before I went on the show. Because remember, I told you I was I didn't want to do it anymore. But I had I prayed to God. I was like, God was just like, I'm gonna be with you every step of the way. Like keep me first and everything will fall in line. Mm-hmm. And that's what ended up happening. Like my classes, my 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 duty as Mr. A and T. I was still in meetings. I was still doing um community service. Well, I we um I still planned a um a food drive when I got back, and I still was able to fulfill my duty as Mr. A and T while being on the show. Um, it wasn't that hard, I will say, only because everything was virtual, right? And the time difference helped out a lot too. Um, I had a lot of stuff to do with the show. But then there were days where we were really just chilling, like from like there were days where somebody else had to go and do a lot of stuff. So that time when other people were working and doing that stuff on set, I was at home doing my homework, studying and stuff yeah. like that. So it just it just all worked out. And it's it's amazing to me. It just oh, my God. What the old people say to God be the glory. Exactly. To God be the glory. <laughs> I put that every time, every time, yeah. every time. You know what? <laughs> I meant to mention there was another performance that I really loved. That was my favorite. It was the do the uh, duet that you did, but I can't remember what song y'all sung. Was it the duet or the oh uh, you got it bad? Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. Oh my yeah. god! Oh, y'all that together. I was like, ooh, 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 <laughs> ooh, <laughs> going back and forth, back and forth. And you know, I don't. I'm not a big fan of like the voice. Like it's just not a show that I'm super interested in. in but child, between you and my mama, I was like, yeah, <laughs> we we in there. Now, you know, I think you. I feel like you really represented Ant on so many different levels. You know, I think you are. You know, you were the first uh, person to win Mr. HBCU since Reggie. And mm-hmm. Reggie was my freshman year. So when did I come in? 2012. So I believe 2012, 2013 is the last time we had someone win Mr. HBCU. Well, you do the math. Oh, oh, well, did I mess something up? Yeah. Well, actually, James Bowen was. Um, oh, he did. He did. He I'm was. sorry, James. I'm sorry if you are listening. Yes, James. <laughs> yes. But but Reggie, one thing me and Reggie have in common is that we both had a full sweep. We both won Mr. Talent. 
Mr. Oratory and Mr. Mm, okay, see, I didn't even know that. Okay, yeah. yes. <laughs> I'm sorry, James, if you listening, let me put something on your name. I totally forgot. Let me learn my legacy. Okay. Yes, it's James. Um, but I think you know, you again, you represented AT, you know, in so many different capacities, right? Because I think AT was cheering you on while you were at the voice. Um, you know, cheering you on as Mr. AT, just representing the institution there, and then right. cheering you on again, you know, as Mr. HBCU. Yeah. What was that like for you? You know, I think. I know it had to be heavy, you know, but also so special for you to be able to serve and represent in so many capacities. What was that like for you? It was it was just I just felt so grateful because I couldn't believe that me like God chose me to to be in the in these positions. And I had to make sure that I stayed true to who I was. I had to make sure like I stayed I stayed low. I stayed humble because being in that being in that place that could really really like take mm-hmm. you to another level and i was just like i couldn't believe it like my dreams were coming true and before then i was like i, I thought about it because i trust me like everything that i do i mean it's not always strategic but i i i, I kind of like you know think about the future and before i before i went on the show and before i was thinking about running for mr ant i thought about that it would be at the same time. I'm like, this is going to be at the same time. Like, I'm going to be on the show. They're going to announce. Well, the show came on in March. We filmed the show before that, but the show comes on in March. And then the competition was in the spring semester as well for Mr. HBCU. And I'm literally in L.A. Like, so back. So so just behind the scenes, they, they actually kept pushing back film day for the knockouts. Well, for the battles and the knockout. So I was just like, man, when am I, I need to get home and film for the competition. Like, and I almost had to film the competition while I was in LA for Mr. HBCU. So literally, soon as we got done filming for the knockouts, they, we went home the next day. The next day, I filmed for Mr. HBCU for the competition. So it was a lot back to back to back to back. But it was just... It was only it was by the grace of God that I was able to to win and I was able to conquer and just and just, you know, just do it. So, yes. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Now, you know, you've been traveling and performing mm. and, and just doing it. What has been, I guess, some of your favorite things that you've done? Maybe some of your favorite performances or what have you done? I'll give you a few. So like um, one of my favorites, one one thing that I couldn't believe that I got was the chance to sing the national anthem at an NFL game, the Panthers versus the Eagles back in October. Um, that was incredible. So many views, so many eyes, um, a great experience. Um, I did have my first live concert in Greensboro as well back in October, um, the weekend right before Jiho. And that was incredible. It was a great turnout. The music, the people came, God moved. It was, it was phenomenal. Um, and then, you know, amongst other things, a lot of other traveling and uh, bookings and things like that that I've had, I just actually got back from Budapest, Hungary mm-hmm. a couple of days ago, just from traveling out of the country in Europe. That was crazy. Um, I got to sing at a concert over there on Saturday and it was just insane. Like it was I, I couldn't believe it. Like just seeing the culture of Budapest, Hungary, and then just being in the presence of those people and those and the children who sing so well, and they all just love me and just showing me so much love, wanting to take pictures, and like it was it was insane. I, I couldn't believe that somebody from another country wanted me 
paid for me to come over there and sing to their crowd and then a crowd for the crowd to be receiving and things like that. It was just, it was a dream come true. It was literally something that I prayed about, you know, before, like, God, I want to, I don't want to just, you know, minister in the country. I want to minister around the world. And he made it happen like that. I just couldn't believe it. Yes, yes. You know, that brings me back to that scripture. Eyes have not seen, ears have not heard. Yes, please, yes. Uh, and, you know, it's so, I, you know, I, I'm grateful too, right? Like just for everything, you know, when you think about things that you've accomplished in your life, things that you've, yes. things that you've done, you know, you're just so grateful. And God's like, girl... <laughs> you don't even know what I got. Exactly. Like this you is don't even crazy. know what's next. Right, exactly. You don't even know what's next. And that's that's literally how I think about, you know, post-grad. Like, I'm like, okay, what's next? What's next? Where am I where am I about to move? And I can only think, I can only go back to to just just wait. Just right, wait. right. I got you, son. Just wait. Yeah, yeah. I feel like he up there, like, oh, I can't think <laughs> what's next. Exactly. Speaking of what's next, what's next? One year, five years, what's next for you? What's next? There's a lot of things that I plan on doing. Um, some things that I'm in the works right now. I'm getting ready to release a single. Um, I'm excited for that. Um, this year we are working on new music, an EP, maybe some, maybe a holiday project. I'm hoping to really, really get that out there. Um, and then I'm stepping outside of music too. I'm stepping into some other entertainment um, areas and things like that. So hopefully you might see me on your TV screen or something. Maybe we'll see. We'll Come see. On. You might, you might hear my voice somewhere. I don't Come know. On. We'll see. We'll see. So I'm just, you know, praying and trusting in God. You know that um, a lot of the things moving forward are in his will, um, that he keeps me close, that I stay close to him because this industry can definitely be, you know, it's a lot that goes on in the industry, but I, I do want to make sure that I'm entering the industry with a straight head, with a focused head and, you know, just, just, just ready, just ready for whatever. Yes. Honestly, so I love it. Ready for whatever. Now, I know you mentioned this a, a little bit before you talked about kind of advice. You talked a little bit about, you know, divine timing, but, you know, just for my listeners, what advice do you have, you know, for people who are, you know, pursuing their dreams, chasing their dreams, maybe on, they are on that first no um, yeah. and, and just looking for the next thing, you know, what advice do you have for them? My advice to those people are, is this, um, when we, when we, when we go into working, you know, for our dreams and everything that we want, first, first things first, I always say this, you have to work on your craft. Yeah. Like you want to present something good. You want to present quality. You want to present skill. So I'm sorry. But I don't know if you can hear that, but that's my puppy. She's a lot. Oh, she she wants some uh, attention. Yeah, she wants some attention. <laughs> but but what I wanted to say was, um, yes, you want to present quality. You want to present um, something that's great. So if you get a no now, keep working. Yeah. Keep working, keep working because your skill and your talent is only going to get better. Um, a lot of a lot of the things that we go through is not for ourselves, um, it's for others. So my testimony is not just for me. It's literally if if everything that I've been through and I kept it to myself, how is how is that helping anybody else? So I'm using what I've what I've done, what I've been through to help other people. And that's that. And the last thing is just keep God first and everything will fall in line. Mm -hmm. that's, that's the main thing right there. Mm -hmm. Keep God first and everything will fall in line. Yeah. Yeah. I was watching a sermon the other day and my pastor said, your path should be determined by prayer. And I just I think mm -hmm. that's so important. You know, when you talk about keeping God first, yeah, keeping God yeah, first that's, that's um, and everything else will, will fall in line. And he said, you know, if you if it's not and you're making decisions, he he asked, he said, 
what's guiding your decisions. If you aren't praying and you aren't in tune, then what's guiding your decisions? Exactly. But anyway, I'm not here to preach, y'all. Um, <laughs> but Victor, tell us where we can, and I'm going to let you all tell us where we can keep up with you, where we can follow your journey, all those good things. Yeah, so you can definitely keep up with me on Instagram. That is my um, the biggest social media that I have right now um, at underscore Victor Solo, V-I-C-T-O-R-S-O-L-O. Um, you can follow me on Facebook at Victor uh, Victor Solomon and on Twitter as well at under at Victor so- at Victor Solo underscore forty three on Twitter. Okay. Um, I'm on TikTok as well. Um, I also do have a I also do have a website of VictorSolomonMusic.com. Um, that is where you know you you can definitely keep up with some places that I'll be some merchandise that we'll be releasing releasing soon some new music. All of that stuff. So it's definitely going to be great. Come on. We ready for the EP. We ready for the yeah. holiday music. Mama, you got your interview. Okay, girl. <laughs> I hope you listen. <laughs> Victor, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing your story. Dropping some gems. Giving us some good old advice. This has been amazing. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you for having me. This this was great. This was absolutely great. Yes, I got a celebrity on the podcast, honey. Okay, well, thank you. <laughs> thank y'all so much for listening. I will catch y'all on the next episode. Let me get the Peace. Mic. Peace. Honey, I got something to say. Uh, oh, I like that. Can uh, you turn that up uh, for me? Uh, hey, uh, ooh, ooh, hey. No, like, it's my job. But you know, Maj for short. <laughs> Ask Maj.